Hey out there to all people, and music-loving gerbils, this is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me today is the guy that has the record for building the most birdhouses, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? I'm doing good, Brandon. You all have been working on that for years. <laughs> you finally got it, man. Finally. Finally. The world record a lifetime. <laughs> and today, we have a special guest, Goosebumps superfan, TJ. How are you doing, TJ? Hey, I'm doing good. Hi, TJ. Thank you so much Welcome for joining to us today. Yeah, I talk about you all yeah. the time in the podcast. So glad to have <laughs> you really on. really does. <laughs> yeah. I talk about you on my off time, too. <laughs> You're like the secret third host. Everything happened leading up to the moment. Really. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Yeah, I love... Uh, so, I talk about this all the time, but when we do the episodes and we release them and things, like, you come in on Twitter and you, you kind of let me know, like, hey, here's the differences between the episode and the book. It's one of my favorite things to read every week. So thank you so much for doing that. And I hope you continue. <laughs> thank you. So normally we talk about ourselves here, you know, how our week was and stuff, but we're boring. So what have you been up to lately, TJ? How's, how's it going? What are you, what are you doing? Uh, not much. Uh, I don't do a whole lot a lot of the time. It's okay. I'll but, see you there, man. <laughs> have you been playing any fun, fun video games or anything lately? Well, yeah, actually. I've been replaying the Batman Arkham game, if you played them. I, I, I think Brandon played him a little bit more than I did, but uh, I really well, enjoyed I never one played of them. the third one, but Asylum and City, I love. <laughs> yeah. I hear that those two are the best of the three anyway, right? I haven't played uh, the third one. I haven't played oh, Arkham Knight. That one I haven't played. But... We are Man. on the same boat. We're synced up. I gotta say, <laughs> not to make this about me, but uh, I've been speedrunning oh, some go. Resident Evil. I know. I've <laughs> been speedrunning <laughs> Resident Evil <laughs> lately, and uh, yeah. That's what I've been doing. It's a lot of fun. How's that going? It's all right. I got the auto splitter up and everything, so like I can actually do runs now. But uh, <laughs> well, I'm not that's, good, that's good at the start. game or anything. I'm not good yet. <laughs> oh come on! How many times have you played that game in your life? Mm, all versions. I don't know. Probably like too many. <laughs> too, too too far. Too <laughs> that's many. about what I thought. Yeah. Because you got the DS version, and there's like a Game Boy Color version. That's great. Oh wow! I forgot about the DS version. I know. My brother had that one. It's not great, but it exists. <laughs> I mean, at the time, uh, like a portable Resident Evil was pretty mind-blowing. That's true. That's true. There was the Game Boy Color version, though. I don't know if it ever got released, but no, it it, it's something that exists. All right. Well, we can't talk about Resident Evil all day. <laughs> I know. We have an episode that we should probably talk about. <laughs> yeah. We've got quite an episode to talk about today, I think. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh boy. <laughs> today, we are talking about Strained peas and tj i'm gonna ask you first what do you think of this episode <laughs> it kind of got up a code bad i i generally enjoy it for the killing it can have but at the same time i weirdly think they could have pushed it further and complained oddly enough and i got when you hear a different good a couple things that definitely would have pushed it further that are in the story yeah, but I don't think they push fervor, so kind of a weird mix of that. But in general, I had fun with it, but it weirdly kind of boring in Plankton, but fun enough to where I kind of enjoy it, you know, somewhat. So, like one of those. Yeah. I don't want to offend you at all, TJ, but, like, sometimes a lot of episodes of Goosebumps are a little bit boring at parts, <laughs> so, like, it's kind of on par for the course here. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very much true. Yeah. That's just that. Yeah. This episode is high highs and low lows. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I will say, so we do the watch party every Wednesday on Instagram and TJ, he recommended an episode of a show called Creeped Out. And we watched that this last Wednesday. It was called Only Child. And it was basically like, I no spoilers. It was basically this episode of Goosebumps. So <laughs> like oh almost God. like scene for scene, pretty much almost the same <laughs> episode, uh, which was really interesting. I think I like the Goosebumps episode just a touch better, though. I can agree with that, actually. I mean, the Creeped Out one, objectively better made by all counts. I had a little more fun with the one. Especially the ending was better in this one. So. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I thought that was super funny. Like, I was watching this one. I was like, hey, I just watched this the other day. <laughs> what is this? This is the same damn thing. But that's okay. That's fun. Yeah. More uh, Crazy Babies is better. Yeah, I love babies. Uh, they're... You well, know, funny enough, I was just watching Pet Cemetery like ooh. two hours ago. Did you watch the old one or the new one? We watched the old one this time, but we saw the new one a while ago. Excellent. All right. And oh man, that the this the scene you've seen that movie, right? I've seen the old one. I haven't seen the new one. Okay, God, the the scenes with Zelda, the the oh, mom's yeah. sister so in the past. Creepy. That scene is, like, burned into my brain. When you think about it, it's the scariest shit. All right. Well, let's talk about this episode from the beginning, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So this episode begins in a quiet suburban home. We see a preteen boy and girl standing in a nursery. The girl, Sam, tells the boy, Nick, that when the new baby is born, his life is going to be garbage. Yeah. Nick tells her that it won't be that bad. But Sam insists that she could get kidnapped by flying saucers and her parents wouldn't even notice until it was time for her to take out the trash. That makes sense, actually, because, like, spoiler, she's at this house all the time, you know? <laughs> yes. Any chance she can take to escape her broken home, she will take it. Because <laughs> Vic and our first difference, Vic Gam, is invented for the upcoat. She's not the story. It's really? Vicky really? Her. Yeah. Uh, She's such an important part of this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's probably fair to give him someone to bounce off of. Because uh, mm. just him alone, basically. Interesting. So. There needs to be someone to push him into hating babies. <laughs> yeah, like, you gotta have that little angst right at the beginning of, like... The, he was, like, so setup. excited. <laughs> He's so excited oh, the, for his baby sister. Oh, oh yeah, very kind of different, go. The, the short story, it began with him reading an Iron Man comic book, oh. and in the comic book, Iron Man's fighting a villain with a birthmark of evil or something like that, and then when the baby comes again, the baby had the same birthmark, and he's like, oh, it's evil, because he can't get oh. break reality from comic book, wow. apparently, and that would make him think the baby off at first, and he's not excited, he's already a little grumpy, but the got going over the edge, go. <laughs> I like that a lot. But I kind of like the fact that his friend is just like, babies are the worst. And he's like, all right, I hear that. <laughs> I guess they're the worst. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like the transition a little better when he gets guided, but then things go down. So it feels a little more natural that way. Mm -hmm. Nick reminds Sam that she has a whole bunch of siblings, and he's just getting one little baby sister. Sam goes, A baby sister, that's the worst. She's all pink and cute and cuddly. How are you supposed to compete with that? Didn't know it was a competition. Well, it is. And Sam's losing points big time. See, here's the thing. I was the youngest of four, so I was the baby. That ruined everything. Um, <laughs> you were getting so many points. I got so many points. I have them booked, booked, saved up. I'm going to use them later. There's a car horn, 
And Nick says, they're here. But not creepy like that. He runs out of the room, and Sam tells him, be afraid, Nick. Be very afraid. What's that from? Goofbump 3 to Falcon number 20, of course. <laughs> it was actually, yeah, it was definitely coined from uh, Strained Peas. No, wasn't it from, wasn't it a tagline for like a, an episode, or a, a horror movie or something? Oh, that's such a, a cliched saying. Oh, all right. Well, my comment is that they're like a Goofbump book with that very title, and that was the joke I was making. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, really? I didn't know there was a Goosebumps book with that. There's a Goosebumps book with every name imaginable. Yeah. Because there's so many. All right, I'm just going to say here at the top that the actress who plays Sam is not very good at all. No, she's not. <laughs> she's kind of distractingly terrible. A bit, yeah. I yeah. thought the same thing. But also, she's like the, my favorite character, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I wrote down some notes in Wobblebug. She got an A-puck actor with terrible parent character. <laughs> Her acting style, objectively awful. <laughs> no offense. She's listening again. Well, clearly. She's a fan of the show. Mom and Dad walk in and hand a baby to Nick right away. Dad says, meet your little sister, Grace. Nick lifts a blanket that's covering Grace's face for some reason. That's not really a, a good thing to do. And he says, amazing. Grace starts crying because she's a baby. And Sam says, sounds like a hunger cry to me. I'm out of here. Okay. Did you know from skateboard? <laughs> she does. She does have a skate. Oh, it's got haunted mask on it, doesn't it? Yep, that became one they had in Fever Swamp. Love it. I love That's that. Cool. Fun proper cycling. Excellent job, Alan. I love it. Sam leaves, and Mom takes the baby and starts walking upstairs. Over her shoulder, Grace cries, and then looks right at Nick, and growls. Is she like hisses at him or something? She's like. <laughs> Typical baby stuff, nothing to worry. Yeah, so like right away, for like 10 seconds after meeting this baby, she's already... Hissing you know, and kissing. Yeah. <laughs> being evil and shit. <laughs> Nick is like, um... And mom doesn't hear that, despite it being half a centimeter from her ear. <laughs> Typical baby stuff. <laughs> Nick used to do it all the time when he was a baby, it's fine. <laughs> Later that... I'm guessing it's supposed to be like day or week, but... Well, I'm, okay... I have a, I have this, a question this about timeline. timeline. Yeah. This timeline is confusing because story-wise, it doesn't really make sense uh, for a great amount of time to pass. But when we see Grace now, she's like four or five months old, at least. Yeah. So when when she comes into the house, she is like a couple weeks old. I'd say like it's it's a yeah, very newish new baby. Born. And then later on in the episode, like at this point on, the, the baby can like essentially get up and like walk around a little bit on its own kind of so it's definitely yeah. like almost a year old or something <laughs> like six months minimum yeah i believe a dialogue you can get in a couple months but nothing indicated that there's no transition exactly. to tell that it's those things that like a kid would never notice because like babies are babies and that's it to kids <laughs> exactly. but us grown men we know the better <laughs> we know babies <laughs> it didn't imply that being a monster had made her a little mature the parent can know she's doing things. Ooh. He claiming she's doing things she can't do, but she can't because she's a monster. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe, like, the baby's just rapid aging because, like, spoilers is the, I mean, the whole reason of the episode is a monster, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's already growled. Like, we know something's up. Yeah, babies don't growl, unless they do. No. And, like, a newborn baby doesn't do anything. Okay, so, later that sometime, sometime later, Grace is crying nonstop. 
Nick is in bed with a football helmet stuffed with socks to block out the sound. He wakes up and says, doesn't she ever sleep, before getting up to take care of things. He should say, don't my parents ever take care of this baby? (laughs) No. (laughs) Literally never. He walks into Grace's room to see her bouncing around her crib, crying. He says, I suppose any changing again? Ew, smells like it. He picks her up, and she vomits on him immediately. Mom figures that's the perfect time to come in and take the baby. Yep, after the vomit's already out, she's like, all right, I can swoop in, I'll be clean. Yep, danger's clear, I'm going in. This baby's so fucking cute. Yeah, it's a cute little baby. That's a cute baby. Definitely not the same baby we saw in the last scene, but it's a cute baby. Oh, hell no. That baby was hideous. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't the first time that Nick's been puked on, and Mom tells him that she isn't doing it on purpose. Nick says, wanna bet? And walks out of the room. Now, I've been puked on by a baby, Brandon. Have you? Yeah, of course. One time, my baby, like, I I lifted him up, and he literally just vomited all over the top of my head. It was great. (laughs) Yeah, that's lovely. It was classic. Classic stuff. Yeah. It's part of the the package, though. The next morning, Nick and Sam are in his room hot gluing some sort of maze together. He tells her that Grace is only good for two things, crying and shitting. (laughs) Sam says, I hate to say I told you, even though she totally doesn't. And Nick says that his parents bought him a CD player to bribe him into liking Grace. Yeah, that's Sam says, lucky... You're still in the buy em off phase. If you can hold on to that until Christmas, you'll really cash in. Get that Nintendo 64, am I right? Hell yeah. With Wave Race. <laughs> oh my god, about. right? I had Wave Race. Um, did you? I did, yeah. <laughs> it was a fun game. I, I used to put in the cheat code so you could ride a dolphin. Um, can we talk about his art in his room for a second? <laughs> oh yeah, I was going to mention it, but let's just talk about it now. Okay. Well, I didn't notice this. Well, there's this giant, like canvas painting of a very mm-hmm. yellow man that looks very very weird i think he's got a cigarette in his mouth and everything i don't know what the heck what the fuck is going on <laughs> Cortland, i have it in my notes as the most hideous painting i've ever seen <laughs> i don't i don't know if it's a nicker ridge or what <laughs> it's really weird it's it's awful <laughs> it's awful i don't know why it's taking up such a large portion of his real estate in his room but he's He's very very proud proud of it it. oh my god jinx (laughs) wow all right you'll have to finish this podcast i can't talk (laughs) Uh, i'm not gonna brandon okay you can talk (laughs) out okay all right nick tells sam that he doesn't want to cash in he just wants his stupid baby sister to go away (laughs) sam tells him you wish your parents never brought her home and Nick acts offended by that, even though he just said he wants a five-month-old baby to just take a hike. He fucking, yeah. He literally <laughs> just said that. Nick continues, saying that he feels like the way Grace looks at him, that she's doing all of these things to him on purpose. Sam stands there and says, Nick, this is just the beginning. You've got years of this to look forward to. And Nick tells her thanks, sarcastically. Mm-hmm. Now Sam says, here's that CD, and she puts a CD on. She brought it over, I guess. Right. She says, now we can see the effect music has on how long it takes Stanley to go through the maze. Right, and Stanley's a stupid gerbil thing. Yeah, we see Stanley, Nick's gerbil, in its cage, just, you know, not being affected at all. Existing, right. But Nick and Sam are fucking rocking out to the generic guitar riffs. 
Sam jumps on the bed and Nick is shredding on air guitar. Mom walks in and is pissed because she just got Grace to sleep and now she's crying. She asks Nick to get her back to sleep. Yeah, so basically now it's Nick's responsibility. She's just like, I've had it. You get the baby now. See ya. Any ex- any excuse to be like, Nick, you do it. <laughs> you woke her up, so you do it. Something I mentioned in my note that I watched it on Netflix, and at one point the caption, uh, McDowell Grace's name wrong. I believe they have like a <laughs> D at the end. What? Great. Grace. Uh, yeah, that's the funny thing. We've all just been graced with Grace's presence. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that before we get too deep in there. <laughs> well, does it like constantly refer to her as Graced? No, just one. Just, just the once? once. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm going to be on... Hold on, you guys. I need to stop things. I need to tweet Netflix right now. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick goes to Grace in her little playpen and does his best baby voice and tries to get her to calm down. Sam tells him, You're working way too hard at this older brother thing. You're older than her. You always will be. You gotta call the shots. If you don't, she'll be playing this little princess game forever. She's fucking five months old. I know. This girl has such issues. <laughs> she is very much projecting her life onto Nick. I want to know her story. Did she add her own monster baby to deal with or something? It feels like it. She's not very good at it. She just escapes to Nick's house every time she can. <laughs> it's worth noting that the gerbil stuff... Really? Okay. So that's like half of this episode that had no <laughs> I mean, part in the book at all. It was a short <laughs> yeah. story, so it makes sense. And the, yeah, the most compelling was, thing... Yes, that's true. The most compelling thing for children is to have like a school project to work on, apparently. According to R.L. Stein. Yeah, it's in half <laughs> yeah. the episodes. It's like a 10-page story, so that makes sense. They need to add a few more things like that. Yeah, I guess it's like that Cat in the Hat movie they did. No, Stretch we don't. No, out. we're not talking about that. Okay, sorry, sorry. Spencer Bradley. Spencer Bradley. Grace is playing with blocks, and Nick looks away for a few seconds to say, "But she gets all the attention anyway." When he looks back, Grace has spelled out the words, "Only me" with the blocks, and they're even facing Nick so that he can read it. Nice. Very clever. Nick says, "Hey Sam, check this out." But when he picks Grace up and out of the playpen, she kicks the blocks. And oh. they scatter. Oh my god. Sam comes over and asks what's the hubba, and Nick tells her about the only me thing, but obviously he just looks insane. This is where Bakley become a clapping story, but it's a baby. It's the game You're formula. So right. No yes. pun intended. It is exactly the same. This could literally be a slappy story. So we have yeah. our four, five, five, six, seventeenth slappy story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back where the boredom kicked in a little bit when you have schemes that are like, okay, yeah. <laughs> he looks at Grace and says, What are you trying to do to me, Grace? Sam shakes her head and says, Got a blast. Later, Later. Oh my god. She's Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy Neutron alert. Got a blast. I love that. Got a blast. Later that night, Sam is in bed. His bedroom door opens, and we see the giant looming silhouette of Grace in the doorway. She does cliche baby sound effects and walks off, knocking something over and making a shit ton of noise. She's not very stealthy. No, not at all. She's like a she's like some sort of two year old baby, baby you know? now. <laughs> she got good stuff a guy in the video game. <laughs> <laughs> she's growing at like the same rate as in 
Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Have you ever seen that movie? Oh, my God. I gotta watch that one again. We watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kid not long ago. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Pretty good. So my awesome aunt's reference was uh, right on time for you. Yeah. Nick gets up and goes to the kitchen to investigate, and we see the fridge is open and the floor is covered in food. Nick doesn't see it, though, and he slips in a puddle of strawberry jam and falls. He stands up, covered in sticky goo. And then, he hears loud noises coming from another room. He follows that sound to find Grace watching drag racing on TV with the sound <laughs> way up. Okay, I reckon my biggest fear to be woken up by someone being really loud for no reason. <laughs> uh, really that totally... That <laughs> might have happened last night, my brother. He was yeah, was he watching drag well. racing? <laughs> no. He also woke up watching Keiichi Can Die. <laughs> yeah. You know, they flip over and they're chilling Keiichi Can Die with car King. Like, anytime someone's watching TV in one of these Goosebumps episodes, it always has footage from other episodes. Mostly Camp Nightmare. They love that footage. You sure do. Nick goes up to her to take the remote from her, but her baby strength is just too much for him. They struggle <laughs> for the remote, and then it zooms in on Grace's face. Her lips move, and she says, Your history, big brother. Is that what she says? I could not figure it out. Yes, Yes, and the effect looks fucking terrible. I love it. I think it's amazing. There were so many talking baby things in the 90s. The effects for talking babies was worked out. We figured it out, and it just looks bad here. See what they should have done? They should have just put peanut butter in her mouth. (laughs) Babies can't have peanut butter, Cortland. This baby can. She's like a year and a half old. (laughs) She loves peanut butter. She runs on peanut butter. (laughs) Pretty sure we're going to game annoying orange type effect we did at the end of my best friend in the bookable. Yes, yes. It's so annoying. I love it. (laughs) I think it's amazing, okay? (laughs) Okay. Grace lets go of the remote and Nick falls backwards. Mom and Dad come in now because of all the noise, and Nick tells them that Grace was watching drag racing and also talking. Mom says that that's rubbish and picks up Grace. Nick tries to also explain to them that the mess in the kitchen is Grace's fault too, but they aren't buying it. Dad tells Nick that this has gone far enough. Blaming his messes on innocent babies? That's too far. Dad tells him that if he's not going to tell the truth, then they have nothing to talk about. Dad says to clean the shit in the kitchen and go to bed. Nick tries to argue, but Dad shuts that right down. Let's be real. I I would also handle the situation pretty similarly. <laughs> I mean, from the parents' perspective, Nick is definitely insane. Yeah. Like, there's just nothing, no other way about it. He's the one, he took the baby out of its crib, laid it in the chair, and turned on drag <laughs> racing. Like You're watching drag racing. <laughs> I'm going to turn the volume way up. The next morning, Nick is in his kitchen, complaining about Grace to Sam. She tells him, You gotta admit, that all sounds pretty weird. A baby Grace's age can't do all of those things. It's impossible. Maybe you were sleepwalking or something? Nick reaches into a box of cereal and pulls out a pacifier. He says to Sam, Aha! This proves it! Sam looks him right in the face and says, Nick, you need help. Then she's got a blast again, and she leaves the room. (laughs) And Nick runs up the stairs, Right into Grace's nursery. He tells her, Hey Grace, or whatever your name is, you left this at the scene of your crime. He holds up the pacifier and says, You may have everyone else fooled with this innocent baby act, 
but we both know what's going on. Talk to me. I know you can. Grace doesn't say shit, so Nick grabs her toy that she's playing with, and again, it's a tug of war. They're equally as strong. (laughs) Equally as strong as a (laughs) devil baby. Then Grace says, Soon I'll be the only one. (laughs) Nick says, Aha! And he pulls out an audio cassette recorder. Whoa. He tells her that he's got all the proof he needs now. Grace throws her toy and it hits Nick in the face. Then a strong wind blows through the room, slamming the bedroom door closed. It gets darker and Grace's eyes turn into bright white cat eyes. And she does an evil little laugh. And that's that. Yeah, and you think, like, oh, shit's going down now, but no, that's it's just over. That's that. Later in the day, <laughs> Nick is telling Dad that their baby is an inhuman monster. Dad is pacing back and forth, and he goes, how can you say stuff like that? Nick argues that Grace doesn't even look like anyone in the family, but Dad says babies grow and change every day. Yep. Nick pulls out his tape recorder and plays it for his parents, but when it gets to the part where Grace talked... It's just warbly nonsense. Nick smacks the hell out of his recorder while mom and dad share very concerned glances. He yells, But she talked! I recorded it! That thing is not our baby! Make him count the monster the way you get that. (laughs) (laughs) He is the monster. By the way. Moral of the story, big brothers are the worst. (laughs) In that previous scene, is that the part where he coming like, Got you now, babe. Like a 40 detective or something. (laughs) Like he that. <laughs> yeah. He knows how to be a detective around a child that can't help itself or do anything. Yeah, he knows how to talk around these dames. He's basically, like, I just, I gotta say, I love the part where he's not stronger than a baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my favorite part of the episode. Already stronger than a baby and coming soon to fuck. <laughs> Nick runs away to his room and when he gets there, he finds a bunch of his shit all over the floor. He picks up a math book, and it's all drooly and chewed up. He charges right into Grace's room and puts his finger right in her face and tells her, You're not getting away with this. She bites it, because of course she does, and then laughs. I just love the part where she bites his finger, because like, he's like, You! And he like puts his finger into her mouth. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Like, what could happen? You know she's a monster. Mom and Dad come into this room now, and Nick tries to explain about the biting and the math book. But Dad just says, Nick, I think we need to talk about getting you some help. Which they never do. No, they just talk about it. Yeah. Oh, oh wait. I'm going to comment on how weird that book looked, even taking a guy that suit up. Like, it looked weird. It looked like he shouldn't... It looked like not readable to begin with. It it really does. That's not a math book in the slightest. No. She could have only improved it. (laughs) Uh, Let's go back to the short story where Dad, she just simply ate like his homework, a few papers, and he goes to school, and we get the clacket scene of, my baby ate my homework, and they don't buy it. Well, there's the alternate title. (laughs) Baby ate my homework. Nick goes, this is great. My parents think I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. Later at the dinner table, Dad tells Nick, your mother and I have had a serious discussion about this situation. Nick is like, ooh, are we going to get rid of her? (laughs) Yep. Mom laughs, even though Nick's serious, and says, No, we just thought it would be best if you stayed with your grandparents for a little while. No, sweetie, we want to get rid of Nick you. Nick yells, <laughs> We're getting rid of somebody. <laughs> Nick yells, You can't do this. This is what she wants you to do. She wants you to get rid of me. 
She wants to be the only one. She told me herself. The phone rings, and Dad gets up to answer it. Nick tries to appeal to Mom, saying that he's not crazy and she has to believe him. Mom tells him, if you just think about it, you'll realize that it's all in your head. Mm-hmm. That's like the basis of all psychology. Exactly, right? <laughs> if you just think about it, you realize you're crazy. <laughs> Dad comes back now and asks Nick, did you call Dr. Campbell? Nick says, oh yeah, I figured if he checked out the Grace thing, he'd think it was weird and realize that it's not ours. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's, just, that's just crazy. <laughs> Okay, I have more to say, but we'll wait until you after 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 the scene. All right, mom is like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And dad says that Nick told the doctor that they gave them the wrong baby, and now the doctor wants to see the parents at the hospital right away. Nick goes, "See, he believes me," and dad is like, "He didn't say that." Mom says that the doctor probably just wants to see how they're dealing with this whole situation, mm-hmm. which is poorly. And she says that she'll call the babysitter, but Dad says... No, Nicholas can babysit. All right, I got, I got something to say about this scene. So Dad gets this phone call that's the doctor that says, hey, you need to come over here right away. We need to talk with you. And that phone conversation mm-hmm. lasted like three seconds. That's a very like, serious conversation. And he's just like, okay, you got it. And he slams the phone down. And then he <laughs> like confronts Nick about it. I feel like that's that was not handled in the best way. <laughs> like, this would be a bigger conversation. And then to be like, no, we don't need a babysitter. Nick's going to do it. Like, hey, he just called the doctor oh and was like, hey, this baby's a monster. And you're going to let him just watch the baby? Like, there's already been all these issues going on with it. Like, he let that baby watch drag racing as far as you know. You're going <laughs> to let him babysit? Yeah. You're going to leave your baby with a delusional 10-year-old who has already talked about wanting to just, like, put her outside, never fend for herself, and uh, you know, possibly kill her. So maybe not the best idea for mom and dad. Exactly. Very weird tactic like that. Whatever. You know what? It works. It doesn't. But <laughs> Well, it has to because this episode would go nowhere if it didn't. It's true. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your favorite lab gerbil. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything we've got. We are just so thankful for you spending some time with us. You can help support our show over at patreon.com slash private island. For as little as a buck a month, you'll get access to early release episodes that come out the moment that I'm finished editing. Higher tiers get more stuff like stickers, t-shirts, bonus episodes, and more. We'll be sending out some things pretty soon here, so stay tuned. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Tristan, Redemption, Eddie, and Venice Witch, the Silver Goth, Stephen, Shane, Kyle, Matt, Lindsay, Gerilyn, Aaron, and Brittany, the Golden Day Days, Sarah, Matt, Lyle, Faith, Derek, Angela, and Christy, and the Platinum Bostics, Kathy, Farron, Bryce, and Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. You can find us on Twitter at PRVT Island and run Instagram at Up All Night Podcast. We make a ton of content for every episode, so check it out and enjoy. There's handmade gifts, memes, videos, games, and more. For a link to our socials, Facebook group, Discord server, and more, check out the episode description. You can always connect with me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash privateislandc. I'm usually playing a variety of games from Dead by Daylight to Resident Evil, so stop by and say hello. 
I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for his work on the music for our show, aside from this theme dating star from Undertale composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. I just want to give a special thank you to TJ for joining us for this episode, and of course to you for listening in. So thanks everybody. For now, I'll let you get back to the show. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Nick objects to all this, of course, because he doesn't want to be left alone with that thing. But Dad says, that's exactly what we're doing. I know I can count on you, son. No, he doesn't. Later that specifically said he can't. Sam has come over. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) He's trying to lay on the guilt on him and hope that he can save a couple of bucks on a babysitter. (laughs) Expensive. Expensive stuff. Later that night, Sam has come over to offer moral support and also get away from her family. But she's just mocking him for calling the doctor. Nick is putting a baby gate on Grace's door, even though she's in a playpen anyway. And he holds up some baby monitors and says, I can hear you, Grace. Be good. Nick leaves, and Grace starts looking around for escape routes. Baby's a great actress. Better than Sam, definitely. (laughs) In his room, Nick and Sam are watching Stanley the gerbil walk through a maze. Sam decides to put on the music to see if that helps things. But when she finds the CD, it's all chewed up. She says, You could have taken better care of my CD. Thanks a lot, Nick. Your stupid gerbil chewed it all up. Nick insists Stanley didn't get anywhere near it and says that it must have been Grace. Sam repeats that Grace doesn't even have teeth yet. And Nick says, Yeah, she did. She bit me. Sam has had enough and tells him, I'm out of here, space cadet. Let me know when the shuttle lands. And then she blasts again. (laughs) <laughs> she really Jimmy Neutron she's the proprietor to Jimmy Neutron the creative force behind it in fact Nick chases her down the stairs but Sam continues it's bad enough your stupid rat ain't my CD but blaming it on a baby is really lame Nick corrects her that Stanley is a gerbil and also that Grace isn't actually his sister I love that like he had a party right first off that's not the speaking but I'll go baby come on i like the uh like his his first thought is that the baby is not their baby instead of just this is our baby but it's evil yeah right like he knows that there was a switch somewhere instead of just you know maybe some babies are just evil like if for one episode that weren't the they were all aliens the whole time that this one (gasps) that's true spoilers that's not how it happens He had one chance to do the alien right, and he was like, nah. There's the sound of some wood breaking from upstairs, and then the lights cut out. Nick says, here we go again, and he grabs a flashlight and runs upstairs. When he gets to Grace's room, the playpen is on its side, and there's like three toys on the ground. Nick says, oh great, my parents are going to blame me for this, too. (laughs) But more importantly, he notices that the wooden baby gate has been smashed through. As if there was some kind of tiny Kool-Aid man. (laughs) Suddenly there's crashing sounds on his baby monitor. And he runs downstairs to find glass plates and bowls shattered all over the ground. He yells, I'm not taking the blame for this, Grace! He starts looking in kitchen cupboards for the baby. And he yells, come on out, Grace. The fun's over. This has gone too far. I love the part where the baby broke out of the, the baby gate and took the monitor with her. And... Nick has the other monitor as if it's like the half of a walkie-talkie. Kind of, I mean, it kind of is, but why did the baby take the monitor? <laughs> why did she do that? 
Uh, I don't know. Unless she was, like, planning on taunting him through the monitor. Well, she doesn't do a good job because she just leaves it right at the first scene of the crime. That's true. There's a bang from upstairs, and he runs back up to his room, which is now disheveled. He says, I know you're in here, Grace, or whatever you call yourself. He notices that Stanley's maze has been ripped open, and Stanley is seen running away. Nick chases the gerbil under his bed, but it's disappeared. We see Grace on top of his bed make some sort of gulping sound, and Nick goes, You ate my gerbil? She ate my gerbil! What the hell is this shit? Okay, that come out time would write, even though he didn't write this part good to the episode, but eating the animal. Definitely. I was gonna say, so like, in the book, there isn't even a gerbil, so I take it the baby didn't eat anything then? In the, book? the baby probably just eats worms. It ate the homework! Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Oh, of course, yes. So it burps up the homework later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the cuisine? Where he he walked in and the baby seemed to be feeling green climb, but in reality she's eating drained pee. <gasps> that should have happened in this episode because there's literally no strained peas at all in this episode. Yeah, what the yeah. fuck? I came for strained yeah. peas. I got nothing. <laughs> it seems to be double meaning because their whole relationship is drained. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Uh, yeah. But there you go. It's genius. <laughs> Yeah, you got. <laughs> Grace goes, Whee! and jumps down off the bed onto Nick, who's still lying on his stomach. She gets up and runs out of the room, and the camera's like really low to the ground, so she looks massive. And that's the part when I was watching, and I was really like, man, this is just a slappy story. Because mm-hmm. that is like exactly what he would do. Nick tries to chase after her. But she goes into the parents' room and pushes a dresser in front of the door. (laughs) He somehow manages to push it aside, and he finds Grace sitting on the bed, making weird gremlin-y sounds. Yeah, she's got, like, stuff all over her face. Is it implying that she ate, like, lipstick or something? Yeah, I think so. Okay. He turns around and sees the words, Only Me, written in lipstick. Nick says, What a good girl. So smart. So strong. And then Grace coughs up something. It's fucking Stanley. <laughs> she just burps up a fucking gerbil. She ate it whole and then burped it up whole. <laughs> That's how it works. He, he that guy out on time didn't write that part, Doug, in his version, the gerbil would not have lived. It would have stayed dead. <laughs> well, in his version, it would have been worms, I think, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Putting worms through a maze. All kind of an animal he hadn't wanted to kill. <laughs> <laughs> Stanley jumps on Nick for some reason to attack him. I don't know. This part takes entirely too long. I I don't know what's going on. I didn't didn't know what they were going for here. Slimy Stanley jumps on Nick and Nick throws him off. Grace, meanwhile, is both crying and laughing on the bed. Nick goes to pick her up when mom and dad show up. Nick says, This looks bad, doesn't it? Love that. My favorite favorite line in the episode. This looks pretty bad, doesn't it? Especially the, the, the lipstick on the mirror saying, only me. Like, if you walk in and you assume that Nick wrote that, it's like, oh, he's going to murder this baby for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then <laughs> there was the dresser in front of it, and, and the baby's all, like, eating fucking, like, chemicals Yeah, it's got stuff. red on its face. It's like, <laughs> oh, God. Murder in progress. At least that doctor's appointment wasn't very long. As, as swift as that phone call. Yeah. They got there, and the doctor was like, wait, you didn't leave the baby with Nick, did you? 
Go home. Get out of here. So they were only gone for like 30 seconds. Later on, Mom and Dad are sitting down with Nick in the living room. Mom says, Dr. Campbell says, it was all a terrible mistake. A computer error or something. It's always the computers. Yep. Nick tells her, I told you she wasn't ours. Dad tells him, well, you were right, son. And Nick says, ah, that's cool. So who's got our baby? Mm -hmm. We see a limousine pull up outside the house. It has an emblem on it of a skull and crossbones with the skull wearing a pointy devil looking cap. Someone gets out of the car and walks to the door. The doorbell rings and the family go to answer it. At the door is a tower of a man in a driver's uniform. He simply says, baby, and mom hands over the baby that she's been taking care of and nurturing and loving for months without shedding a single tear. Verica and I were different in the short story. Um, when she found out that not her baby, she was crying river. Meanwhile, Morgan was partying. Yeah, Nick, I'm sorry. He looked like, woohoo. It was very dickish. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like I mean, in front of her, sense. basically. I love that. This is all very heartbreaking for the parents, you would think, because to them, it was just their no, child. No, nah, this is just business as usual for the parents, I guess. <laughs> They're just like, oh, this is the wrong one? Get the shit out of here. Get this nasty baby out. It doesn't, even, <laughs> it doesn't even have my DNA. Let's get out of that. Yuck. Nick asks who's in the car, and this pile of muscle says, parents. <laughs> All right. He hands mom a bundle of baby and walks off. Inside, mom uncovers the baby, and they see the, their child for the first time. Dad mentions that this baby looks like his sister Chloe, so Nick says that they should name her Chloe, and that's settled. So Shouldn't they name it Grace? I thought. <laughs> why, why not just Grace? <laughs> a different baby got to have a new name. Shouldn't it be Grace? Like, why didn't they name it Grace? Yeah, you can just be Grace now. <laughs> You're the new Grace. Oh, great too. Electric Boogaloo. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, Grace again. In the, in the short story, the first baby name is Hannah. Then the second baby, her name is Grace. And mm-hmm. instead of switching it around, I don't know why they changed it at yeah, all. Why? Why did they even? That's weird. Yeah, they changed weird. It weird. Uh, Hannah was focus tested to be not likable. Well, you know, maybe the thing is, is that like almost every girl in the whole Goosebumps series has been named Hannah, so they didn't want to reuse the <laughs> name again. Oh, oh man, forget forget leave one more Hannah left in the carry. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Nick asks to hold the baby, and the parents are happy. To see him not hate the baby. We get a quick shot of the beefy driver carrying Grace out like you'd carry a sack of potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Then we see inside the limousine. Grace is sitting in her car seat. And two sets of monstrous hands are pawing all over. Saying, "Oh, it looks just like me. This, this poor baby is hating it too. Like... Yeah. She's probably so fucking scared right now. (laughs) Two monsters are (laughs) touching her. Like, in real life, this actress is not happy. I'm pretty sure we got a Ryu costume from Horrorland. I can't be sure. Probably, though. It it has that look, yeah. It does, yeah. Mm. Looks good, though. I like them. Yeah, I mean, for the five seconds they're needed in the show. (laughs) It looks alright. Inside the house, Nick is sitting with Chloe and is going, Gaga, goo goo. Then we see the baby's face, and her lips start moving, and she says, Cut the baby talk. Give me some food. And none of that mushy baby food shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
Nick puts his head back and is like, ugh, and the episode just ends. <laughs> they have that great bugle thing. We're like, bow, bow. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Wow. And, and that ends the weirdest episode in which a birth ever made. Yeah, for real. <laughs> love it. Wait, do I love it? Oh my god, it was okay. It was do right. yeah? Do you love it? It's it's okay. Not that bad. It's funny. Yeah, there was some part where it felt like the director was like imitating Ron Oliver a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, kind of a tilty shot. I feel yes. like he would have he would have had a lot more fun with the one. I think you're right. Yeah, you can get yeah. like that Ron Oliver charm a little bit in this episode. But if Ron Oliver had it, this would have been outrageous, completely outrageous. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's worth noting that on IMDb, they can be lowest rated episode of the show. It's like five out of series. ten. Series, wow. Yep, yeah, five out of ten. <laughs> even the even wiki close to as bad as some of the other ones. That's, that's funny. Exactly. I never understood that. It's not like for dumb as the idea is, it's not both boring. It's not both annoying. It's just an episode, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I gotta ask TJ. Like, uh, I haven't seen all the episodes, so like, no spoilers, but. Um, what is your least favorite episode? Um, it just so happened to be the very next one. Oh, Gay Chink and Die Again. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, wow. All right. Yep. <laughs> be excited, Corlin. Oh, boy. I, you, you know, look, look, look. I knew that Say Cheese and Die Again was a thing because, like, I seen the book cover and I had a feeling it was going to be an episode. I had high hopes for it. So, oof. All right. Well, my expectations quite low. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that's an episode. Like <laughs> done it's, and done. it's yeah. It's time now to uh, discuss the cast. I think yeah, see who these uh, tiny handful of characters are. So first of all, we have Nick, who's played by Tyrone Savage, which mm. is a great fucking name. Is he related to Ben and Fred? I don't think so. No, probably not. No. <laughs> With a name like that, his. IMDb thing should just be all action movies, but surprisingly, it's not. He's got 35 credits and, uh, you know, going all the way up to last year where he was in Total Drama Rama, but he, his, his earlier credits include uh, The Magic School Bus. Magic School Bus? And we've seen him before, Cortland, because he was in It Came From Beneath the Sink. Oh, yeah, he and Daniel, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. I thought he looked a little bit familiar, but I couldn't put my finger on it. I thought he looked familiar, and it's because he fucking looks exactly like Mike TV from Willy Wonka. <laughs> he does. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Mike TV watched drag racing. No, he was too busy watching Cowboys and Indians and such. Yeah. All right. Well, we've talked about him enough then. Done. Closing that one. Mom nice. is played by Janet Lane Green, who uh, has 122 credits on IMDb. So, she working. Sure has. Her first role was in 1979, something called The Great Detective. Uh, she was in The Care Bears. Lots of Care Bears. Lots of bears. She was also in Little Bear. Yeah, so she likes bear things. I'm sure the baby part bear one. <laughs> that explains the eyeballs, kind of. <laughs> oh, she was in Sci-Factor Chronicles of the Paranormal. You guys got to I feel like that's a requirement. Were you in Sci-Factor? No, then get the fuck out of here. Exactly, right? <laughs> that's Carl's the ball. So you can only be on Goosebumps. Every episode has to have at least one person from Psy Factor in it. All right. Well, 95% of her credits are Little Bear or Care Bears. <laughs> Next. Next, we have Dad, played by Booth Savage. Hmm. Which, hmm. Is he related Two to Ben Savages. and Fred? 
<laughs> Here's the thing. Um, Tyrone Cabbage and the mom and dad, they're all related. Vokar got to a parent. Really? I both of them? I yeah. just yeah. saw that on yep. the IMDb per- personal details, so oh, that's something to mention. That's yeah. Holy cool. shit. Yeah, that's, I that's think that's cool. like a first then. Wow. I don't know if it handed things that much. Don't get feel that much more authentic, but still cool. They're the ones they were like, "Hey, let's put up his art in his room. Like, look at my baby's oh, art. God. Let's feature it on display in this episode, <laughs> right?" There wasn't. You they're, couldn't really tell the though. Ones. Yeah, like you couldn't tell that they were his actual parents. Like, it, they didn't really no. play with that dynamic very much. No, but that's just a cool detail. It is. Yeah. Anyway, Booth has uh, been in quite a few things as well. Last year, he was in a TV series, Holly Hobby. It's a name I've heard before. I don't know what that is. It sounds like Polly Pocket. That name comes familiar. He was in Degrassi. He was in Goosebumps. <laughs> he was in Sci-Factor Chronicles of the Paranormal. <laughs> so, he's cool in my book. Sounds good. All right. And lastly, we have Sam, who's played by Alicia Panetta. And I'm opening this link blind now and hoping that there's no other credits. But let's see. Oh, she was in three other things. But this Strained Peas episode was her final role. And I guess she realized acting wasn't for her. (laughs) And uh, quit. Which uh, is good. I hope she found something she's good at. But it's not this. I'm surprised IMDb doesn't have the baby. Like, I know there was probably a couple of different babies they used, but, like, we don't have any of them. We have their voices, I guess, but who Yeah, cares? just the voices of the, the grown-up ones. The actual credit in the epicode don't mention whoever voiced the baby. Well, I have no idea what right or wrong or whatever. I just know that the credit of the guy, the baby, they lent him a cadaverous man, whatever that yeah, means. Right. That's an interesting, an interesting I credit. that's the driver, then, right? Yeah, yeah. Because we see you him go. actually. Okay, the guy who looked like the butler from the Am family a bit. <laughs> well, that guy's credits include WWE and WCW stuff, so I'm guessing he was some kind of wrestler. wrestler. Yeah, King Kong Mosca. That means nothing that's to cool. me. That's cool. All right. Well, that's the the cast. Cortland, TJ. Is there any kind of moral we can extract from this episode, other than the aforementioned? Older brothers suck. Uh, I would say that the real moral of the story is to subjugate your little baby sister to drag racing. They love that <laughs> shit. Yeah. I think maybe if your son is displaying this level of psychosis, paranoia, and delusions, get him help, like, right away. Not, you know, put it just talk in the, it. the future problems column. Yeah, just do it. Get him committed. Nah, just talk about it. <laughs> okay. Just talk about maybe doing it. That'll, that'll ship shape him up real quick. Uh, like the, the moral of the story is, if you're not worried about your giggling, then you should be. Be very afraid. <laughs> Ken, Ken. That's probably a good one. I like that one. If you don't get rid of them, they'll get rid of you. Where do you think that baby is now, like in real life? <laughs> they have to be an adult by now, though. So. I don't know. I'm kind of concerned that there's a monster that lives like right in town with them. Like, and had a baby at a hospital, like normal people. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> well, talking like the actor who played the baby, like, do you think they remember they were in the couple code? I'm sure they have a screenshot from this episode on their wall, giant and proud, just like that hideous poster in next I room. mean, if my entire family was in an episode of Goosebumps, I would. All right, so 
Strained Peas. As the episode is filmed, that's a terrible name. Let's try to come up with something a little better. The Baby Ate My Homework. Yeah, yeah that's the perfect perfect <laughs> name for it, honestly. Back when it shouldn't have called it that, but I get it. Strained Peas and Quora Clever, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> About, they're not aliens this time, I swear. <laughs> no, those are monsters. Baby Drag Race. <laughs> I'd watch that. Drag race babies. <laughs> okay, we mentioned the clappy thing. Go imagine clappy baby. That's the next one. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh. right? Like, daughter of the living baby dummy? Baby of the living tummy. There is kind of clappy, but the title more metaphorical. Go so kind of a lie. <laughs> oh, spoilers. I don't, that's not an episode, so I'm not going to go over it. But <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for Strained Peas. I'd say so. Cortland, we're going to look forward now to the next episode, which is Say Cheese and Die Again, which I'm sure you're very looking forward to now. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I was kind of looking forward to it, because like I said, I know there's a book cover for it. And, yeah, uh, at least this just, one has a fucking cover. Let me describe <laughs> this one. Uh, the book cover is a bit, a bit of a step down from the normal Say Cheese and Die, because normal Say Cheese and Die is very kind of like almost realistic-y kind of skeleton family chilling at a barbecue. This one is like a kind of a goofier version of the skeletons, and they're sitting around a dinner table. There's a dog under the bed. I mean, uh, under the under the table. It just doesn't quite hit the same way as the original. Yeah, it's because they have eyes. Oh, yeah. The original one, the skeletons didn't have eyes, and now they have eyes, and it looks like googly eyes, and it's dumb. Yeah. I love that the dad skeleton has a comb over, though. (laughs) And they have a dog now. And there's a dog. Yeah. I yeah. remember the the skeleton dog. That's what I remember most about this cover. It's not it's not terrible, but it's not great. Um, tagline for it is "Smile for the camera." Well, actually, on the original print, the tagline is "Fake negative, real negative." Like, oh, you're right. Negative. You're right. I forgot. They there's like a couple it. of different different kind of ones. I like mm-hmm. that much better. Think negative. Yeah. Real it's negative. A double meaning. That's better. I like. And it well to the plot. I, you, you won't get camera negative. Oh, not real. So, okay, speaking of Goofbump artwork, are you aware of the Goofbump art book? I'm not. Yeah, the art of Goofbump. It's like an art book with all the covers. Like, well, like, you know, a little thing about the Love Well and the concept art, the original version. Mm-hmm. And in for this book, the concept art looks honestly better. Like one where we have a turkey and the turkey's alive and they're attacking them. <laughs> it's I like do. a skeleton turkey. I love concept art. That's one of my favorite things. So that's awesome. Yeah. I might have to look into getting that book. The The art for Goosebumps is just so iconic and good. Like, there's shirts of it all over the place. People wear it all the time. Like, it's just such a big part of the 90s. So I love that. Yeah. And one of the concept art people did not have eyeballs. So that must Ooh. have been an editorial thing to give them eyeballs. More eyeballs. <laughs> we need to connect with the skeletons. <laughs> Humanize them. All anyway. Right. Well... I think that this episode is going to be amazing, despite what TJ has to say. It's going to be so good. We got <laughs> Ryan Gosling time. back for sure. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be like, I thought I got rid of this last episode. And then it's going to be back. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It's going to take pictures. It's going to be bad. Um, <laughs> that's what I think. Nailed it. Every detail. All right. Well, that's exciting. We love sequels around here, don't we? Oh, it's directed by Ron Oliver, so at least we'll have some of that charm. Okay. Whew. Okay, good. Well, I'll give one thing away. Um, Ron Oliver, heck yet, he doesn't like the one. <gasps> oh. 
I'll go into detail when it's time, but okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, the next time when I'll be back yeah, on Twitter instead of on here to tell you a different thing. I can't wait. Alright, well, I'm done talking about strained peas. TJ, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Yeah, yeah it, was it was a great. lot of fun. It was. <laughs> it was so cool beyond the guide, you know. Especially, look at the first time on a Goofmump podcast. So, yeah, very awesome to be here. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, you're uh, kind of a tour de force on Twitter. Love it when you when you let me know differences. So good. You're a very big part of the fandom. But wh- I know you have a, a blog and everything. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, yeah. I have a blog, a Tate and Bungie, where I have a bunch of stuff. Uh, the main thing is movie review and touch, but, of course, a big victor, a Goofmump review and anything all time and touch. And I'll go. Yeah, I've done all the original things. I've done all the original fifty two, and I'm bouncing in between things. Fear three, Goofbump, Nature Falcon, uh, and a few other things. In fact, I'm about to get dark working on a review later today. Ooh, a nice. goat of a goat of Fear Tree book. Like a Fear Tree been off for a Goofbump crab, and I'm drinking cool. one of those. That point. <laughs> awesome. I know that there's the Fear Street movies on Netflix that everybody was kind of raving for. A little while ago. I haven't seen them yet, but I'm looking forward to watching them. I reviewed them, of course. Oh, nice. I'm going to have to check them out after I watch. Yeah. uh, And I do a lot of work on the wiki, and you all know by now. Mm -hmm. But I'm definitely a big big goofbump figure at the point. uh, I think it's a lot of fun. It's something I do like to talk about and make fun of. Take a look at your uh, YouTube page, too. Spongy444. You got 16.9... A uh, thousand subscribers on there. Lots of goosebump stuff on there too. So if you're yeah, a fan, check I have it no out. idea. Yeah, I have no idea how it happened, but it's cool. <laughs> That's a, hey, you know what? That's what happens with us too. I don't know what the fuck that happened, but hey, people like our show, so we're gonna keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I do love your show. In fact, uh, on deep on Art, um, you might go Vani Doak. I did a tribute to Goosebump reviewer, and they were included. Go. Oh. Go, that. y'all should check right out if you want me to talk a bit about them and come over people. You should, I recommend, them talk about this stuff. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Very cool. All right. Well, I've been up all night. I'm going to get out of here. Yeah, you got to go to sleep. Oh, yeah. Can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> gonna be all right. Well, baby. we'll be back here next week for Say Cheese and Die Again. TJ, thanks again for joining us. Thank you, man. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Caught a blast.